This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One of the big questions is, what is money? practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of digital assets. I'm your host, Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my colleagues, Blake and Craig. Hey, guys. Hey, Tracy. Great to be here. Hey, Trace. Great to be here. So last episode, we talked about Bitcoin, the why and the what. So if you missed that one, make sure you go back and catch up. Today is all about Ethereum. We know Ethereum was the first investment where Craig and I really understood the power of decentralization and cryptocurrencies. I always say that if Bitcoin is the calculator, then Ethereum would be the smartphone. But how did Ethereum begin? Ethereum was created by Vitalik Buterin, a Russian-Canadian programmer and crypto researcher. He came up with the idea for Ethereum in 2013, which finally went live in 2015. Vitalik was only 19 when he founded Ethereum. And the story goes that Vitalik was hanging out with a group of crypto enthusiasts and he came up with an idea of Ethereum which is a general purpose blockchain. And everyone thought he was crazy. He was so ambitious that no one thought it was possible. And I think because of his age and potentially his naivety, um, he's the only one that embarked on such a project. And now um, Ethereum is you know, worth, I think, close to 500 billion US dollars. Wow, that's madness. I definitely think it's got something to do with the age. At 19, most of us are out there partying, having fun, and he's out there thinking about Ethereum. <laughs> yeah, he first started writing Bitcoin articles for a magazine in 2011. So he would have been 16, 17 at that time. And he was writing it for five Bitcoin per article, which was $3.50 at the time, which wasn't a good deal. But now it's, you know, over 500000 So not too bad for writing articles. That's the creator's backstory. But what exactly is Ethereum and how does it work? The easiest explanation of Ethereum is that it's a global computer running on tens of thousands of other people's computers. Um, This computer is different from other computers as it's built on top of blockchain technology. Ethereum allows anybody to write code for accounting purposes on top of the Ethereum blockchain, whereas Bitcoin's sole purpose is to transfer value across the internet, where Ethereum's purpose is to do more complicated tasks. Just to recap that, Bitcoin is a single-purpose blockchain and Ethereum is a general-purpose blockchain which can be built upon. So let's explore that a little further. 
The most important pillars of the blockchain can be broken down into three parts, decentralization, transparency, and immutability. And I think it's important that we understand these pillars to truly grasp the nature of how special Ethereum will become. Craig, can you give us a brief overview of these three? Yeah, we explained a little bit about the blockchain episode two, but here's a little recap. So the three parts you mentioned, decentralization, That means that no one person or entity has control over the data. It's not centralized. No central banks, no payment providers. And a blockchain allows the data to be stored, managed, and recorded on a network of computers around the world. The second one, transparency, is when the data is impossible to be changed or altered. Now, every transaction on the blockchain is transparent. It's not Craig sends Blake one Bitcoin. It's 1348 sends 8764 one Bitcoin. So it's transparency in a way, but you also can't see who it is. And the last part is immutability. The data cannot be changed or altered. As soon as I send Blake a Bitcoin, that's it. It's there and it stands forever. Yeah, thanks, Craig. You might be wondering, how can Ethereum actually operate if it's not owned or operated by a central authority or entity? And that's where Ether comes in. A lot of people actually use the words Ether or Ethereum interchangeably, but these are actually two different things. Ethereum, as we explained, is the blockchain. Ether is the Ethereum's blockchain's native token. Ether itself is similar to Bitcoin. It can be used as a payment mechanism around the world. However, it's also designed to fuel the Ethereum network, which means you pay your transaction fees in Ether. So Ethereum is the car, Ether is the gas. The Ether token powers the use of smart contracts, which allows anyone to build applications on top of it. Yeah, importantly... Um, Ethereum has its own coding language, and not everyone can build on top of it. Um, the language is called Solidity, which is a pretty cool name, um, but these developers are in pretty high demand at the moment. So these these developers for Solidity, is that just for these particular – is this just for Ethereum? Yeah, that's right, but there's many other blockchains that are Ethereum compatible. So it is applicable elsewhere. Okay. And Craig mentioned smart contracts too, which is another bit of a jargon alert. Blake, can you dull it down for us like we're five again? What's the lowdown on smart contracts? Yeah, a smart contract is really just a piece of code with certain conditions. Uh, An example of how this could work is if I was using Ether to pay my rent. I could code into the transaction that when I transfer it, Um, the bills are then paid automatically once the transfer is received. For example, the water bill or the electricity bill. In other words, it's programmable money. That's a great example. Um, I don't know many five-year-olds paying rent, but um, (laughs) I think that's a really good analogy. But the analogy that I love the most is a vending machine. So if you think about a vending machine... You put your money in, you press 1B for your packet of Doritos. Those are the conditions of your $5. You put the $5 in, you set your conditions, and all of a sudden you're enjoying a bag of Doritos. That is, in its essence, a smart contract. wondered where you were going with your vending machine analogy there, but okay. So Ethereum is a network that can be built upon. It has its own currency called Ether, and people can write programs upon it. Let's dive into how this differs from the properties of Bitcoin that we've discussed in last episode. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ethereum. So let's dive into how this differs from the properties of Bitcoin that we've discussed last episode. Yeah, Bitcoin's primary use case is that it's a store of value and a digital currency. Ether can also be used as a digital currency and a store of value, but the Ethereum network makes it possible to create and run applications, also known as dApps, which stands for decentralized apps. So you can get an app on the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, and you can get dApps on Ethereum. Blake, do you want to give us some more information on dApps? Dapps are decentralized applications built on top of Ethereum uh, or other blockchains. An example could be a voting tool where you could vote for things and your vote is then recorded on the blockchain. How this could work practically is, you know, in a general election for your national government, instead of having to go in, you know, to the voting booth and then putting it on paper, you could instead cast your vote onto the blockchain and verify your identity by signing a transaction. And in this sense, there's no need of trusting a centralized authority like a government agency to count those votes. All you would have to do is trust that the blockchain um, has integrity. And, you know, we're in a fortunate situation where The blockchains that exist today, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, have never been compromised. To make it easy, I've tried to compare current companies to an Ethereum application. The best comparison would be OpenSea and eBay. Now, we know eBay is an online marketplace to buy physical goods on the internet. You need an ID and a payment method to be able to interact with eBay. Now, OpenSea is very similar, but it's an online marketplace for digital art, also known as NFTs which we will get into later, but let's park it for now. OpenSea is what we would call a dApp, where all you need is an Ethereum wallet to interact with it. And now digital assets can be traded on OpenSea with no middleman required. And speaking of OpenSea, Craig, I was reading last week that for the month of August, they actually transacted $3 billion worth of revenue in the one month. And what's pretty amazing about that, it was actually only... 200,000 addresses that were running that amount through it, which, you know, that's, that's huge money. That's huge. Um, let's, let's roll on now with a bit of a pros and cons similar to what we did with Bitcoin. So who's going to take the, who's going to take the hit and who's going to do the cons for Ethereum? I'll take the pros this time, Trace. 
Yeah, it's only fair. All right, let's let's jump in with the pros for Ethereum. Over to you, Blake. <clears throat> now, Ethereum is my favourite um, cryptocurrency. And there's many reasons for this. And firstly, it's because it has the biggest developer community. Now, in this space, it's so important that you have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of developers contributing to the ecosystem, creating value every day. In this sense, that's why Ethereum is the biggest general purpose blockchain. Flowing on from that, it has the biggest network effect because it has sub-industries from NFTs to decentralized finance and gaming, which all contribute to the success of the wider blockchain and its applicability um, to real-world use cases. And Ethereum was the first to market and has such a strong brand, has a, you know, a great story with Vitalik Buterin. He's still contributing to the project to this day. And, and what's most exciting from an investment point of view is that they've just implemented something called a burn, which means that the amount of Ethereum is reducing over time. Every day, Ethereum is getting burnt. And in theory, um, this should increase its value over time. Yeah, nicely done. Craig, give us your best shot. Well, that was pretty good. Makes you want to buy more <laughs> Ethereum. but not Buy more Ethereum, not financial advice. No, not financial advice. <laughs> I'm going to take the cons though, because someone's got to do it. But I do have a compelling argument actually, and one of them is gas fees. If you've ever used Ethereum during the OpenSea August that Tracy mentioned, the gas fees were ridiculous. The gas fees are used as a bidding to prioritize your transaction fee. Now, a block on the blockchain is only a certain size. So people are spending, you know, upwards of thousands of dollars to get their transaction in the block to get prioritized and go through quickly. This comes with lots of issues. One, it favors the rich, you know, people like me that are only buying NFTs that are, you know, less than one ETH. It's not economically worth using Ethereum because you have to pay double sometimes to even get your transaction through. And now, since Ethereum's come out, there's been new blockchains like Solana, Cosmos. They have gas fees that are cents, not dollars. And this is better for real-world application. Now, my second point would be the custom coding language that Blake mentioned. Now, we're relying on devs to want to use this coding language. What if developers go somewhere else and all the good developers want to build on Solana? So, that's an issue. And my third and final con is that it's slow. Use Ethereum versus Solana or Cosmos. Ethereum might take five or 10 minutes to clear, whereas Solana is almost instant. So they're just some concerns that I have, Tracy. Yeah, and just to be clear, we're working on all those three points and they will be rectified very soon. So, yep, no, 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 no. We've just given you the abridged version on Ethereum, which may well become the new version of the internet. Blake, have you got any final thoughts for us there? And and that's really part of the vision of Ethereum. Um, it, it's a global computer that anyone can use. And what we will find in the future is that our most important software systems globally will be, will be built on blockchains like Ethereum. And due to their intrinsic qualities that Craig went over, systems like settlements, exchange trading platforms, remittance, data storage, election voting, will all transition across 
to platforms like Ethereum. And it, it creates an ecosystem of innovation and business models that previously haven't been possible. Uh, and in this sense, it's really like a, a new version of the internet with its own native currency. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, to round it out, technology doesn't go backwards. You know, the internet was one of the fastest adoptions of any technology aside from the mobile phone. And we're growing at twice the speed of that. Let's leave it there for today. But we want to know what you want to know about crypto, specifically any questions about Ethereum. So send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io or follow us on social media. All those details are in the show notes below. And don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast app. And that's it for Crypto Curious. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Tracy. I'm Blake. I'm Craig. See you later. Crypto Curious is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equitymates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equitymates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 